0: New York is a city of famous architectural icons. You've got the Statue of Liberty, the Empire State Building, Times Square. But there's one for me that absolutely towers above all the rest. For me, it is the truly iconic New York City building. It is sleek. It is stylish. I would go so far as to say it is alluring. It's an art deco masterpiece. And no surprise... I'm talking about the Chrysler Building. And part of what makes the Chrysler Building so special, so stylish, besides its steel crown with its radiating sunburst pattern, are these eight glowering heads that jut out from the 61st floor. They're close enough that you can see them from the street, but far away enough that you have to lean back and hold your hand up above your eyes to shade it from the sun as you squint to look at them. Eight gleaming silver faces. I'm talking about the Chrysler Building eagles. Forget about pigeons. These are New York City's iconic birds. But as much as I personally love them, there's someone who's had a much closer, more intimate, and more dangerous relationship to the Chrysler Eagles. A relationship that very nearly landed him in jail.
1: Well, this is my way of saying, like, I'm pretty sure everything I did was technically, like, legal. Like, I don't actually think I broke the law.
0: This is Atlas Obscura. A celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. Today, we're going to get up close and personal with the Chrysler Eagles and meet a man who stood astride their wings and gave them names.
1: I'm always up for talking about uh, about the ladies, about, you know, Nellie and Marge and, and the rest of the gang.
0: That's after this. along with the tales of famous outlaws like Butch Cassidy and pioneers like Buffalo Bill Cody. The truth lies west. Discover yours at TravelWyoming.com. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
1: Hey, folks. My name is Moses Gates. Uh, that's my name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and what do you do with yourself, Moses.
1: Uh, I'm an urban planner. I work in New York City for a nonprofit. I've, you know, been in nonprofit urban planning for pretty much, you know, most of my career. Uh, I try to come up with good ideas about how to make the city better for people
0: and then make them happen. Among many other things, Moses Gates is a man who truly loves his city. Well, first off, let me ask you a weird question. What is, mm-hmm. what is your relationship with New York City?
1: I, gosh, I mean, old married couple at this point. <laughs> um, you know, I've definitely gone through all the stages of romance. I think I have the relationship a lot of other people have with it, like complicated, um, but but a, a love for it's, you know, the people, the place, the, the whole thing. And like, uh, you want to, you know, you just, just, just want to be part of it, I guess.
0: But there's something about Moses that might not be evident at first glance. Moses may look like, as he puts it, I'm a nice Jewish boy from the Midwest. But the thing you wouldn't see, disguised under the suit jacket and tie, under the friendly bearded face, is the fact that Moses also happens to be very good at going places the authorities do not want him to go.
1: You know, going past the no trespassing sign, for lack of a better way of putting it, you know, I originally talked about it as, as places you're not supposed to be, but I don't, I don't really like that framing. I think I'm supposed to be there. I think, you know, anybody's supposed to be there if they want to go. Uh, you know, it's just that sometimes the authorities don't think you're supposed to be there. Do you
0: consider yourself an urban explorer?
1: That's the label that I guess is kind of caught on. So, okay. You know, it's uh, I, you know, I just consider myself a curious person who loves cities and likes to see them and tries to go about seeing them and learning about them. And there's, you know, there's a lot of different ways to do that.
0: In case you're not familiar with what urban exploration is, it's a subculture that generally involves gaining access to places, be they rooftops, tunnels or abandoned buildings and exploring. There's usually some trespassing involved, but most people who do it hold a kind of code of conduct. They don't break stuff. You go, you look, take some pictures, and you leave. And within urban exploration, there's a wide range of what you might call specialties.
1: There's a big draining culture. There's a big culture of people who like to go in storm drains. There's like caddas, uh, which are kind of a little bit specific to Paris,
0: uh, like the ca- yeah the catacombs cat- exactly. short for catacomb. okay, yeah,
1: so there's all these different things. And in there is a thing that that the urban explorers of of my generation have called epics. Um and epics are essentially like famous touristy places that you're not supposed to be able to go., uh, you know, like climbing the pyramids is an epic. Uh, you know, climbing the Brooklyn Bridge
0: would be an epic. Uh, Stuff like that. And Moses had an epic in his head that he was dying to do. At this point, you can probably guess what it was. And
1: a friend of mine had been doing work in the building and was like, oh, the 61st floor is, and the 61st floor is where the eagles are. 61st floor is just empty. And I was like, wait, what now?
0: Moses wanted to get to the Chrysler Building Eagles. And he had a plan. To get to the Eagles, Moses first had to get through the lobby, through security. So he needed a reason to be in the building. And a dentist's appointment on the 69th floor was just the thing. I mean, how did it feel to actually sort of just get through the lobby security and and start?
1: Oh, I'm always terrified. I'm always terrified. (laughs) I'm so nervous. I'm always like happy after it's over. Um, Like I get my teeth cleaned or whatever. Um, And then from there, uh, you know, you can go, you just go down the stairwell. Um, So we went down the stairwell to the 61st floor and the door was open, you know, so it's like, all right.
0: This was one of the things I found astonishing about this story. That the floor with the Chrysler Building eagles on it, one of New York City's great architectural icons, was just
1: empty. So there's eight eagles. Each terrace, you know, you can get to two eagles. And, you know, uh, it's just really amazing. The view is really terrific like uh, because you're kind of the southern end of Midtown, so you can see, like, all the way to
0: downtown. And just like that, Moses stepped out onto the back of one of the Chrysler Eagles and looked out across the city.
1: And then, you know, I went to the
0: dentist a lot. I'll just, I'll just say that. That dentist must have been having so many new appointments and cancellations. <laughs> Yo, I took
1: the dentist once. You took I'm the not dentist? i joking. I took the dentist. Oh, no. yeah. yeah so <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, I kid you not. So I'm there with another friend of mine. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I brought another friend, and the dentist was like, This is my last day. Uh-huh. Um, like, I'm moving to Toronto tomorrow. Um, and, like, this is my last day. And I was just like, yo, you want to see something cool? Oh my God. <laughs> and, and she was like, sure. So we took the dentist.
0: That is amazing. <laughs> I, know, I know. As Moses visited the Eagles more and more regularly, he came to understand them, developed a kind of personal relationship with them.
1: I gave them names. I take I, that back. I did not give them names. They gave themselves names and they told me their names. <laughs> Do you remember
0: any of their um, names?
1: Yes, I hung out mostly with the four on the uh, west side of the building, uh, and and their names are Phoebe, Marge, Nellie, and Ma. They're all they're <laughs> they're all women. All of the all of the eagles are all the eagles are women, and you know they were born in the twenties. Um, and and you know their their names match uh Marge is named for Margaret Bork White because that's the eagle that she took all the the famous pictures from oh, wow. you know when you see that photo of Margaret Bork White yeah. who is like one of my favorite people ever uh, on on top of the eagle that's Marge
0: Moses went back again and again but eventually even Spider-Man can get tangled in his own web.
1: I, I'll tell this story. I was like, I'm never going back in the building again. Like, absolutely. Like, done, donezo so, donezo. So. Um, And then forever, whatever stupid reason, like, I, I found myself going back just to kind of, I was just going to be like, I'll just show someone else how to do it kind of thing. So I went, I stupidly made the dentist appointment under
0: like my own name, which was idiotic. Moses had recently been promoting a book he had written called Hidden Cities about his time exploring off-limits places all around the world. And among the press photos were ones of him standing proudly atop one of the Chrysler Eagles.
1: Yeah, and like, it's like I, you know... Like, like no hard feelings to building security is like what I'm trying to say. It's like, you know, it was like very stupid on my part, but it was, uh, 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 you know, we went there, the door was open and they had like security and a cop up there waiting for us. They said, thanks for coming back. Like, you know, they, <laughs> um, Uh, I still, like, I still feel a little bad about this because, like, I always want to be the person that, that opens possibilities and access to cool things to people, not the person who closes it.
0: When it opened up on May 27th in 1930, the Chrysler Building actually had an observation deck on the 71st floor, and people used to come up and gaze out across the city. That deck closed in 1945. And it's actually one of many observation decks and other unique New York places that were once open to the public and have since been closed. That's the crown of the Statue of Liberty, 70 Pine Street, the Woolworth Building. All of that frustrated Moses Gates.
1: I hate the idea of like exclusivity of cultural icons and like, you know, look, I get you can't have the entire world going up and standing on the Eagles or the Chrysler Building, Um, but you know, you could probably figure out a way to get a little bit more access than you do now. You know, there is a spectrum between a place is closed to everybody and a place is open to everybody. Like maybe you do some curated tours, maybe you take some school groups. Like I'm a big proponent of like, if you're going to open it up to paying customers, uh, you know, maybe not all eight and a half million people in New York are going to be able to go a place, but. You got to figure out a way that it's fair, you know, for, for who gets to go there. And fair is not who has the most money. And fair is also not who can figure it out and who can afford to get arrested.
0: As of 2020, a new observation deck is being installed on the 61st floor of the Chrysler building, the very floor with the Eagles on it. There'll be a glass wall that will keep the public from quite reaching the eagles, so no one will be standing on them. But a lot more people will get the chance to know Phoebe, Marge, Nellie, and Maud. Meanwhile, Moses claims to be retired from urban exploring and climbing on buildings. But I wouldn't be so sure. If you ever see a small figure standing on top of an iconic New York City site, it's not Spider-Man. But it just might be an urban planner with a deep love for a city who's found a way past the no trespassing sign. Thank you to Moses Gates for talking with me. Moses is the author of a wonderful book called Hidden Cities, all about his many incredible misadventures all around the world. This podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Witness Docs. Our production team includes Doug Baldinger Chris Naka Camille Stanley Sarah Wyman
1: Manolo Morales John Delore
0: Peter Clowney Our technical director is Casey Holford Our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tindall. This episode was mixed by Luce Fleming And I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I'll talk to you soon. Witness Docs from Stitcher. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is,
1: I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there.
0: Because, If I
1: ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak.
0: Then this is your sign to call. Text or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.
1: Hi, I'm Lale Arakoglu, host of Women Who Travel. Women Who Travel is a transported podcast for anyone curious about the world. We talk to adventurers and athletes. I've raced the God's Own Adventure Race, which is on the South Island and goes through the mountains down in the Southern Alps on New Zealand. That was eight days spent out in the wilderness. And chefs. Iranian food is home, it's family, it's love. And we share dispatches from our listeners. Ireland is full of these, I I will call them ghosts of the past, From stampeding elephants to training sled dogs, we hear it all. The dogs will curl right up with you and it can be kind of cozy waiting things out. New episodes of Women Who Travel
0: publish every Thursday. Join us wherever you listen.